Welcome to the Marn Report. Well, hey, hey, Fort Stewart, Hunter Army Airfield, Molly here with your latest edition of the Marn Report. And today I am joined by my friends, Lieutenant Chris Alaperti and Sergeant First Class Bill Wilder to talk about Marn innovation. Thank you so much for being on the show today, guys. Hey, thanks for having us, Molly. Yeah, thanks for having us, Molly. All right, so first things first, I, I know that mo- the word innovation it's a buzzword in the Army today, right? So what exactly is MARN Innovation, and how did it come about? So innovation is definitely a buzzword that's been tossed around, and General Ritchie at CORE probably described or defined it best by saying that modernization, that's another buzzword we hear, is solving tomorrow's problems with tomorrow's technology, whereas innovation is solving today's problems with today's technology. And MARN Innovation is... Sergeant Wilder will talk about how it came about, but essentially we provide an avenue for soldiers that are on the line working with the equipment, actually fighting the wars every day, for them to not only have their problems heard, but to be involved in the process of creating a solution to those problems. Yeah, so how this all, how it all came about, um, and I, I've been here at the division for around about seven years, which is a very rare thing, but sure. due to you know medical stuff and other deployments and all that, um, so about probably about like four years ago, like when Army Futures Command started, you know, they started doing a lot, like conducting a lot of their business. 18th Airborne Corps was directed to stand up a four-side innovations infrastructure under General Carrilla. And, that, and that's where Dragon's Later started off, if you look back at that. And so after, as the way, the way that I understand it from being involved in the program is that Dragon's Lair was kind of like the impetus to everything and started everything off, and that's what drove the divisions to stand up their own innovations teams and innovation centers and processes. Sure. So you said Dragon's Lair. What exactly is that? So Dragon's Lair is a a Shark Tank-esque process and program at CORE where they pull in ideas and prototypes and any sort of any sort of soldier projects from across 18th Airborne Corps and it goes before a panel and at the end of the panel once the soldier once the service members are done making their pitch the pro- the project is e- is then endorsed by core and funded with core funded with core funds and funds from collaborating agencies to bring the program the project forward that is super cool so um, with Martin innovation do you guys go and pitch to dragon's lair so we help facilitate soldiers to pitch their own projects there uh, so we have a couple of soldiers that have brought problems to us and we help them to refine the problems and maybe build a prototype before bringing it to Dragon's Lair. So the next Dragon's Lair is in August, so we're helping a few soldiers finalize their pitches now. Very cool. So how do soldiers get involved? Because I know there's not a specific MOS for innovation, right? So how do soldiers get involved in the Martin Innovation? And you hit it. There is no MOS. That's the beauty of it. Anybody with an idea can get involved and we try to make this maybe less like other army programs and have zero barriers to entry at all and as as easy as possible so we have a website that you can find links to on QR codes we have posted around and uh, we also now have the Marn Innovation and Technology Center which is located in the old Skies building in the housing area Yeah. and soldiers are free to walk in there at any time with a problem or if they don't have a problem just want to learn something new about 3D printing electronics, how to solve a problem they may have in the future. Uh, we have a ex-mechanical engineering professor, Mr. Randy Emmert, that works there full-time and as a fully stocked makerspace to help soldiers with whatever problems they may have. 
that is incredibly cool. Yeah, <laughs> I want to go visit. I want More a tour. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Love that's that is so cool. Um, okay, so we've talked about what you guys do with 18th Airborne Corps. Um, do you have any partnerships with universities? I know this is very, um, you know, this is something that's just kind of cool out in the community as well. So what do you, do you guys partner with anyone? Yeah, so currently, um, and, and part of the infrastructure behind it is so there is a uh, educational partnership agreement between 18th Airborne Corps and multiple schools that are geographically partnered with, with the divisions. So say 10th Mountain has Syracuse University, 82nd Airborne is Duke, NC State, and uh, for us, our main partner is Georgia Tech and Georgia Tech Research Institute. Nice. And then there's a few more. There's a few more on there that are ancillary that all, you know, kind of that all collaborate as you know academia partners with us. And then we also uh, we did a workshop with Georgia Tech back in January and invited a few West Point cadets down to join us. One of the projects that we worked on with them grew some legs, and so we now partner with uh, West Point on a couple projects as well. That is awesome. So. Um, what do, you, what do you guys have in the works? You say projects. Uh, do you have anything specific that you're working on right now? So the big, the big, the big rocks in the Marne, as I as I <laughs> like to brief it to the the top five are uh, so there, so gunnery uh, gunnery predictive analytics is one of the flagship uh, progr- programs. There's also a project called uh, the Enhanced Ground Reconnaissance Initiative between us and the G2 channels. There's an improved tank towing bar. That is a Dragon's Lair sponsored project from I want to say two Dragon Layers ago. I think is when it came, and those so those are the three real big rock projects that we have right now. In addition to that, there's multiple feeders that go into those, like say partnerships with Hendrick Motorsports for the Steed that's fielded to a lot of the a lot of, like actually fielded to both ABCTs, both Spartan and Raider right now for evaluation and use, however they see fit, just to give the just to give that vendor feedback. Mm-hmm. And what am I, I'm missing stuff. <laughs> so you hit a couple of the big ones, and you kind of summed up the two categories of projects like you were talking about earlier. So the tow bar and the gunnery analytics were both born out of a soldier in the motor pool said, hey, we could be doing this better. Brought it to Martin Innovations, and they're good examples of how we took the problem and kept the soldier involved through the whole process with some very smart people over at Georgia Tech and West Point, and we'll soon have a, a prototype in their hands. Then there are problems that we didn't even know we had, but there are very smart people elsewhere working on solutions to them. So the Steed is essentially an electric wheelbarrow that Hendrix Motorsports uses around their facilities and realized it could help soldiers to transport heavy loads uh, over tough terrain as dismounts. Okay, so this is really cool to me. So what I'm hearing is that if people have good ideas on the installation of how they think that they can make their daily lives better um, in the motor pool and whatnot, they need to come to you guys and pitch these ideas to you, um, which is just so neat because it really gives everybody a voice, you know, because they're the ones that are there in the motor pool all the time doing the thing. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Cause you know, in the case of like a, in the gunnery analytics program is a, is a really good, example of that because that started out with it started out with master gunners and, and officers and raider brigade and then we brought it over to spartan spartan said yeah we'd love to know that too and then it's just kept going from there and that's a project that has multiple three-star commands involved in it now across force com uh, really across the operating and generating force because you know the commander's intent was make it grow legs and that's exactly what happened so that's a really good example of you know like hey 
you know, like a, a, it was actually a company master gunner in Raider Brigade saying like, hey, I'd love to be able to do this. I'd love the guy who is going to replace me to be able to do this. How can we make it happen? And it ended up meshing with interests of people across the Army. And the only way to really find that out is to get out there and find it. Sure, that is so cool. And you said it best, if, if we take nothing else away from this, if you have a good idea or a problem, we want to hear it. We want to help you with it. The idea, too, of having a sergeant first class and a lieutenant, like, anyone can come talk to us. We sure. should, no one should be afraid of <laughs> – they're a brand-new private. No one should be afraid to come talk to us, and we love to work on this. And we're obviously very passionate about it, so we'd yeah. love to help with any problem. Yeah, well, this is so neat. Okay, so where do you guys see Martin Innovation within the next three to five years? So there's – there's multiple applications of it, and I'll try not to get into too much of like the acquisitions community buzzwords and you know kind of that that kind of environment. But essentially, um, end end user feed the, like the soldiers that we have are the end user customer mm-hmm. in terms of the acquisitions world. Like they are the most potent and most valuable feedback that both organizations and futures command and, and devcom like covet in terms of their feedback like that they go to the force they go to these soldiers who are currently on the equipment um and so where that mixes in the future is is helping is helping the gen is the operating force and the generating force working together to gain efficiencies in the acquisitions process because that's what runs in line with the secretary of the army's intent mm-hmm. with their with her most recent published intent and and that's where that's where we're ultimately aiming to go in the next three to five years. Hopefully, even sooner than the next three to five years, that soldiers across Third ID know when they have a problem, either where to come to get help with it, to come to the Martin Innovations team, or we generate that culture of innovation and through the Martin Innovation and Technology Center, give soldiers the skills to to not feel like they're at a dead end when they have a problem and be able to solve it themselves. Sure. So is the only time that people can come see you is just to come to your facility? Do you ever have any, like, meetings or gatherings where anybody can just show up? Yeah, so we do. We organize when we can. Like, obviously, the recent deployments and, and the like made, made things a little bit hard. Uh, so we'll organize Martin think tanks, we'll try, and we try to do them monthly. And a lot of times it's either – it's meshed with either – like, say, the last one we did was with an Army astronaut that – you awesome. know, talked a lot about, you know, NASA's planning process and how soldiers are integrated into NASA. And so it's all the modern think tanks are always coupled with a big event and a, and a guest speaker like that. We also, like everything else in the Army, have an obnoxiously large group chat for the modern <laughs> think tank that anyone can join and just talk in. And we pull a lot of problems out of that. And we also are now hosting 3D printing classes at the Modern what? Innovation Technology Center every Tuesday and Thursday from 14 to 1600. A perfect opportunity if you're a team leader during sergeant's training time and you don't want to keep drilling battle drill one alpha, come learn something new. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll teach you how to 3D print. And we also do workshops with Georgia Tech uh, annually as of right now, but you should be hearing something about that soon. We're, last January, we brought 30-some-odd soldiers out to Georgia Tech for the weekend on TDY, and they got to work on a few – uh, army problems. Very cool. Okay, so anywhere else, do you guys, I don't know if you have a Facebook page or anywhere else where people can go to get information about Martin Innovation? Uh, we don't have a Facebook page yet. We're trying to get the word out there in sure. person. We've realized that everyone hangs posters all over the place. <laughs> the best way to do it is to just go talk to people face to face. Sure. If people just come into building one, hang first left, we're right past the chaplain and come find us. If we're not there, leave us a note. But 
you know, just come talk to us. We're always, we're always around and our phone numbers are on the door. Awesome. Well, thank you both so much for being here with me today. Um, that is it. Fort Stewart Hunter Army Airfield. We will talk at you again next time. This is Molly signing off. The Fort Stewart Hunter Army Airfield Recycling Program has recently made some changes to the materials that can be recycled on post. Glass is no longer accepted, and they now only accept plastics 1, 2, and 5. Recycling centers are located on both Fort Stewart and Hunter Army Airfield. Locations can be found online via the DPW Environmental section of the Fort Stewart website. For more information, call 210 6804.